That was great, wasn't it? Um, hearing prayers in the mother tongue. We, um, I lead um, an international prophetic network called Speakers of Life. And, um, sorry, so I could turn it around. Thank you, Andy. And thank you very much for your hospitality, Mary and Andy. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Great. I can see you all now. I'm going to take this off and have a little walk around in a minute. When I get myself sorted, you know you've got to get yourself sorted. You have. Have you read this? Have you read this? It's really good. Really good. I read this every year. I'm on my 29th time through the Bible, right? And I get to the end, and actually, I'm going to take this off. Get, get to the end, and I say to God, what do we do now? He said, well, I haven't told you to stop reading it all the way through yet. So I just get to the beginning, and I just read it through to the end, and then start again. It's great. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, um, speaks of life, and we actually have, on a second Friday of the month, we actually... We've actually gone on to Zoom during lockdown, and we can't now come off Zoom because actually we have people joining from Chile all the way to India. So you can imagine people log on from India at like one o'clock in the morning, and we and um, and we go on for a while. We have two hours, and then we have afters, which is free flow prophetic stuff, which can go on for us till midnight. For them, it's now getting on for five six in the morning. So, and, and actually, uh, on occasions, we will have, I think about one time we had 20, 20 languages where we read out a psalm. We got them to, to read out in their mother tongue. Oh, my goodness. I was just weeping in, 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 in our study. It was just so, so thank you for, for that. That was so inspirational. And um, God's just wanting me to kind of blow our minds. I'm a scientist as well. I'm an international scientist. I, I invent things. I, um, I'm getting an award next week at the Royal College of Chemistry. I've invented something that got sold in a thousand stores in Canada. I'm an entrepreneur, formed three businesses, and I, I'm a, a, I've, I've written multiple pat- patents and all that and all that kind of stuff. So why am I saying that? Oh, yes. The reason I'm saying that is I'm a professor of beauty, or I, I, there's a long title, but, but my cosmetic friends call me, because I work on skin aging, all right? Really 142 years old? <laughs> Best anti-aging um, treatment is the Holy Spirit. You know that, don't you? I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> receive it, receive, I receive it. So, um, so because of that, you know, there's a kind of you think, okay, this guy's logical and he doesn't come out with kind of weird stuff that kind of think, oh, that, that kind of offends my mind. So I'm going to say something that that, that actually your friend will be, uh, mine could be offended, in the sense that actually, how does that work? So it, it's sparked by the the languages that you were speaking, and I was saying, God, that's that's amazing. He said, Well, Mark, don't forget. So I had a um, Spent some time in China and things like that. Anyway, I, I received this tongue, which was a kind of slightly, um, I mean, you know, it makes people laugh. I've got this Chinese tongue. I've got many tongues when I speak, but this, this tongue. I'm thinking, God, what am I saying? One time I was speaking to a Cantonese pastor who said to me, Mark, do you want to know what you've just said to me in fluent Cantonese? <laughs> so I speak Cantonese. Do I, have I ever learned Cantonese? No. When I get my friends to pray over me in Mandarin, I will tell them what they've been saying. And the reason why is because as they're speaking, actually in the spirit realm, I can see a whole movie of characters develop and come out of their mouth. So I know what they're saying. So you know when you say of tongues, interpretation of tongues, you know, how does that work? I'm a scientist. I don't know. 
What I do know is the fact that actually the reality of God working in my life right now when I see things, you know, people healed and set free, etc., that's real. So if God can do that, I mean, he can do the whole translation bit, can't he? And sometimes our minds actually get in the way and say, well, there's got, I've got to understand this. Well, where does that fit in where we say that the peace of God is beyond our understanding? So if everything has to, so I'm not, I wasn't going to speak on this, this is just, you know, but um, if we keep to our understanding, that isn't what the Bible says, where the peace of God is beyond our understanding, so why don't we suspend, doesn't mean we, we forget our minds, We've got, you've got beautiful minds, right, do not despise your minds, but actually don't let your understanding limit what God can do in your life, because the Bible tells us it's beyond our understanding, so if we limit the peace of God to our understanding, the whole iceberg of stuff we're not plumbing the depths of. Yes? I mean, you know, I'm speaking to myself here. You know, just get it, Mark. Anyway, um, I'm also on the British House Council of Prophets, um, uh, Invictus Prophetic Global. Um, what else? I think that's it. That's enough. Anyway, so... Um, and. We were talking yesterday about the fact that when you walk in an anointing and, and you're welcomed, that, that the reward of that, we're talking about the kind of prophet's reward and the reward of welcoming a righteous man or woman. There's a reward to that. And we're talking about the welcoming a, a prophet and you get a prophet's reward. And Clarissa was saying, you know, you, you'd given lots of, uh, lots of wrong words of knowledge and everything else. And part of the prophet's reward is the fact that actually when a prophet's in, in the room, it actually the reward is people tend to hear more from God, tend to hear more easily. That's part of the reward. And it doesn't mean that when the prophet goes, it's, it goes with them. It just means it's like a starter motor, isn't it? And so I, that was a beautiful testimony is the fact that actually from that place, that is the reward, isn't it, of the welcome that we had yesterday, the fact that you went out and you got those accurate words, which is now part of your lifestyle. You know, that isn't a one-off. That isn't a one-off. I'm looking at the time because I know I'm supposed to finish by, by about half 11, isn't it? Something like that. So anybody, um, yes, and if you want, if you, anything else, you can just, uh, there's a lot of stuff on Google. If you put me in, I do a lot of media stuff and things like that, and you come up with very amusing things, all right? So about me doing things on television. So you can do that if you want to find out. If you don't, that's fine because then you won't find out about all the amusing, silly things that I do on Food Unwrapped on Channel 5 and all this kind of stuff and speak to Phil Schofield. And... Anyway, anybody born in 1942? Okay. Right. Okay, anyone else? So there'll be some... Right, ni- 1942. Okay, 1942. And this is live-streamed, isn't it, as well? Yes. So there'll be people in the stable and... St. James that are born in 1942 as well. So this is a word for you this morning. So God just said to me just now, ask if anybody's been born in 1942. And I'm saying, okay, God, why? You know, it's like in, it, you know, outwardly, outward peace inside, hyperventilating in the Holy Spirit. You know, no, no, that's not true. I'm, I'm actually working from rest, you know, so it's very chilled because the pressure's on Jesus, not me. So it is. I mean, it's so relaxing, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. You know, oh, happy days. Um, so, 1942. What does God want to say about you lovely people who were born in 1942? All right? 
Number one, your life's not over, all right? You know that because you're here. <laughs> all right, you're here, all right? It's good. Thank you, Jesus. But actually, you know, 1942, it's, you, the, the numbers that bookend that, that date, one and two. So, you know, I just want to honor you because your lives have been all about God. Number one often means the fact that actually, you know, it's all about God. He's the number one in your life. And I just want to honor you and the people that are, are listening about saying thank you for making God number one in your life. And the other end of the date, too, uh, often is about witness in the Bible. All right, road to Emmaus and all that kind of stuff, and there was witnesses. So the fact that actually you have been, your life has been a witness to people that are around you, to your family. Your faith, putting God first, has been a witness, all right, to those around you. So again, want to honor you in that. And then we get to the 1942 bit, to the nine and the four. Well, what's nine all about? You know, well, actually there are nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And it's always easy to remember where, where the fruits of the Spirit in the Bible is because it's Galatians 5.22. And if you add 5 plus 2 plus 2, it's 9. Galatians is the ninth book in the Bible. So your life has been one of fruit. Fruitfulness. That's what the 9 means. And actually, when, when you think about the number 4 in the Bible, it's often described as in the four corners of the world, and angels are always at, you know, holding wind back or releasing wind or something like that. They're always doing something from the corners of the world. And, and actually, we are meant to you know, expand to the north, south, east, and the west, and all this kind of stuff. And it's also, again, your life in the fruit that you've shown, making God number one in your life and actually being a witness to others, has actually had an influence beyond the place where you live. In other words, you have had influence to the north, the south, and the east, and west, probably more than you realize. So, and if people haven't said thank you to you, I'm saying thank you to you for your lives and your continuing lives and the fruit that is coming from you in the life that you lead, making God number one and being a witness to those around you. So, so thank you. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to say that, so... I, I wondered why. I mean, I just thought it's because you had a nice scarf on, you know. So, um, so there we go. Um, whew, what else was I going to say? Ah, this is great. That's that's made me feel quite emotional, actually. I just have to take a moment. Is that right? <laughs> just just having a moment. Uh, there's a lady at the back, so you should go and see her afterwards. 1942, ladies. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, um, yeah, so what I'd like to do is to very, very quickly um, run through um, a quick prophetic word. for. We're already in 2023. We know that, don't we? We're actually in March, so we're in the third month. So, you know, actually we've hit 2023. And... Um, I'd like to share part of a word I got for 2023. We do a lot of this on, on various prophetic networks. We have words for, for, for the year. And um, I just think, well, it's not my idea. God wants me to share something I wrote for 2023. And unusually, I actually wrote it down. I actually have it written out, which is unusual for me because um, I just 
I'm very inspirational in what I talk about. This is actually written down, so this is unusual for me. All right, so there we go. New thing, all right? Out of my comfort zone, reading something I've already written, you know. And then I'm going to read a poem at the end that I, I, I wrote for a book. It's not my book, it's somebody else's book, all right? Um, it's a great book. Um, it's about the Father's heart, all right? Um, so um, there are seven points, right? Do not be alarmed, because when I hear people say there are seven points, my heart sinks. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, seven points. What are we going to do? Anyway, seven points, very quickly. Um, so word for, um, and, and actually you can, um, I'm going to summarize them at the end, so if you miss them or fall asleep, you can wake up at the end, and I'll tell them to you. All right, so number one. It's uh, Reformation, um, um, really, we know the difference between, well, there are, I mean, there are better scholars than me in this room, all right, so um, talk to them. But, but, you know, really we're looking for Reformation, not the spike of revival. We like revival, but revival spikes and falls away. Reformation is, can be described as sustained revival, where, ref- where the revival affects the fabric of society in terms of decision-making, politics, education, all, the, all those spheres of influence, all right? And so actually countries and nations then begin to make godly choices, godly decisions, and that's what reformation is. Yes? That's what I want. I don't want a, a spike and, and, you know, there's dust and then there's a spike and then it goes down and then there's just dust again, all right? Because we've enjoyed, we've enjoyed the, the, the blip, but that there's a lot of dust either side, all right? I don't want to do a bit of sweeping and then the dust settles, all right? I want the dust ever to settle, all right? Don't come round to our house, though. There's a lot of dust in our house, so... I mean, because... <laughs> anyway, so, so Reformation, what are reformers, pioneers, discoverers of the new, entrepreneurs, breaking out of a particular mold, God puts you out of that comfort zone, all right? So if you're doing that, you're already being a reformer in where you are, yeah? In what I do as a scientist, I discover, I'm a discoverer of the new. I have to discover the new. And, and so part of that is, is, in, is embracing the new thing that God has taken us into, entangling ourselves with that and disentangling ourselves from that which held us. Does that make sense? So we come back to that, that verse that we, we had in the notices, the Colossians 2, 2 and 3 verse in the Passion Translation, which says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. And then it goes on to say, this will give you access to all the riches of God as we experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ, because it is all about Jesus, you know that? All about Jesus for our spiritual wealth is in him like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. So if you want any of that, wisdom, revelation knowledge, to change the place that you are, your family, where you live in, everything else, the answer is Jesus. All right? I know in Sunday school the answer is always Jesus, but it is really true. It's Jesus. All right? And if anybody tries to take your attention off Jesus, don't listen to them. Because they should always be pointing to Jesus. So when we're being woven into love's fabric, that actually means we are being entangled together in God's love. 
And so there are things that we're entangled with, maybe of the world, maybe stuff we've accepted from the enemy, which has entangled us. So in that process of being a reformer, we disentangle ourselves from that which has held us. And part of that is deliverance. That is a dramatic disentangling. But we disentangle ourselves and we intentionally entangle ourselves in God's love. And because of that, we entangle ourselves, as it were, in each other as a body of believers. And look what happens. That love begins to flow. We actually discover the endless riches of, of, of revelation and knowledge. And we're all on the same page. Very different, but on the same page. I'm very different to you. You're probably thinking, thank goodness, thank you, Jesus. But as we're hearing last night, we're actually in that river of God as we're being woven into lost fabric. Okay, so, um, so, and and actually, you know, Isaiah twenty two twenty two was the was the phrase of last year, you know, opening closing doors. And actually, we've you know, God is taking us into a um, you know a year of open doors. All right, so begin to step through into those open doors. That's number one. Reformers, Reformation continues from last year into this. Now, number two, we're actually in the year, the Jewish year, starting Rosh Hashanah in September, end of September, of 5783. All that's all about. Because um, we're actually in the Gregorian year of 2023. Yeah? Okay. So, can we learn anything from that? Well, actually we can, because um, the... We know that in the Jewish language, there's very fake uh, symbols, pictorial stuff, and they have a numerical value, all right? So, num- so the difference between 5782 and 5783, which was the previous year, in the Jewish year, what is the difference, all right? This is not a trick question. The last number, isn't it? So it goes from number two to number three. Number three in uh, the Jewish alphabet is something called gimel, all right? And I'm not going to give you all the stuff, right? We haven't got time. But a gimel is associated with provision. Abundance of God, overflowing. It's linked with camels. All right? So Isaiah um, 60, verse 6, about, um, you, you often hear people saying the camels are coming. All right? Laden with treasure. So this, this 2023 is a year of provision. Gimel is the same word that is used in Psalm 103, where it says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his gimels, his benefits. So the question is, this is number two, right, year of provision. I mean, you know, it's not like this is the only year of provision. This is kind of, there's a grace and there's an, an, an intentionality about that provision. You know, it's there. It's a season. We can just take it, you know. What will this provision look like for you and me? Because it will be different. But it's there. What will it look like? It won't be the same old thing. For some, it will be new provision, new supply lines, new resources, not business as usual. Doesn't that have a life to it? Not business as usual. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting excited here. Okay, so um, I had a word. Um, bef- uh, I said to Juliet, I said, I've got this thing about um, there's new supply lines, there's new resources that are going to be found in Europe. So I have this thing about, you know, I, I had a prophetic word two years ago about a gold seam being found in Wales, you know, and, 
amazingly, the richest gold seam that was found in Wales for the last 60 years was found like two weeks later. And then, and then something like, it was a metaphor, metaphor for about, about hidden treasure. And I, and I just said the fact that God showed me a sword that was going to be found in Stirling at an archaeological site, which was the first of its kind for whatever, 2,000 years. And, then, and, that, yeah, and it was found in Stirling and, you know, those kinds of things. Anyway, so... Uh, I said, there's going to be some rare metals found in Europe, which will be a metaphor for that kind of hidden treasure, new resources. So I'm glad I mentioned to Juliet, because Juliet is great. She's very down the line. She will tell me if I'm full of fluff and stuff. All right? She will. And she'll bring me accountable to it as well. Mark, you said this. It didn't happen. In a nice way. But, you know, you need people in your life to keep you... Yeah. So, a few days later, the world's, uh, no, Europe's largest find, largest ever deposit of rare earth metals was found in Arctic Sweden. One million tonnes. And actually, um, it, the, the largest producer of rare earth metals is in China, so Europe doesn't do um, rare earth metals, and evidently it's a really important, it's the largest deposit ever good for Sweden, good for Europe, good for Arctic Sweden. But the point is, is the fact that there's an unearthing of treasures which are already there. They're already there. You know, so, so remember, I'm, not, I'm skipping around here, but Genesis 21, 19, about Hagar and the water spring, all right? Go read, all right? So she was, there was, she was thirsty, all right? And, and her son was there, and then... God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. It was there all the time. God opened her eyes. The rare earth metals were there. God said, they're here. There are things in your life that you've been asking for that they're there. Say, God, just open my eyes. It's like Chris was saying, you know, it's like, God, I'm here. You know, I want to see. Those resources are there. What is interesting is the fact that this is a bit geeky, right? a bit chemical thing. You know, I'm a biochemist by trade, I think. Um, 5783, Jewish year, 83, the 83rd element in the periodic table. Remember that, school? is called, I better look at it, it's called bismuth. And when it's deposited in sufficiently thin layers, it's a highly efficient semiconductor. Mary was saying, she only had 20 minutes yesterday. She would have liked two hours. But actually, she only had 20 minutes. So therefore, she was spread thinly over a surface of time. You had 20 minutes. Could it be that actually being spread thinly over that, it doesn't mean to say we're meant to do everything and we spread thin and we get worn out, all right? That's not what I'm saying. But could it be that sometimes a little bit of us And the little bit we have in our hands is actually what God needs for us to be an amazing semiconductor for the kingdom of God. And we want to say, well, that's great, God. I'd like to put more of me into it. And actually, that's a mistake because nobody wants more of you into it. You know? Just want that little thin thin layer because then more of us is often less of God. And we, we... Carry on when God says stop. So there we go. Finally, who is it for? Part two of the question is, who is it for? Who is the provision for? And actually, if you look at the Jewish alphabet, 
um, the, the gimbal is walking one way and actually the next letter, the next letter in the alphabet is, is one of humility um, where there is um, uh, someone is in lack. So the provision is for those who God is going to take you to. What doors are you going to see open for people when you go to them with the provision that you've received? So look for the provision, then ask God, who is it for? And, you know, we're talking about evangelism and everything else. You know, go with what you have. Go with the provision that you have at the abundance. The world is telling us we've got lack, but actually we've got the bank of heaven. Put your credit card in, never runs out. Make withdrawals all the time. So number three, and I'm going to go really quickly now. Read Psalm 23, all right? We're in the year 23, 23. Just read it. Just read Psalm 23, all right? It'll bless your socks off. I could go on about Psalm 23, but I won't, but read it. Number four, Psalm 92, verse 12 and 15 said, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Yes? And I'm not saying someone born in 1942 is old because actually the older you get, you think actually, uh, you know, uh, it's like, it's young, isn't it? Let's face it, you know. 80s is the new whatever, 60s, whatever age you're at, you know. So we'll still stay fresh and green. So, you know, we feel we may have stopped, but God hasn't. Did you know that? And the thing about, about, about palm trees... One, they don't break in hurricanes. They bend. The storms out there don't become the storm. Don't reflect the storm. And the thing about a palm tree is the fact that, I didn't realize this, but a lot of it is they're composed of grass inside rather than wood, which allows them to bend. And I'm told the fact that the more a palm tree bends, the stronger it gets. So as we get rid of the stuff in our lives, um, the stuff that makes us hard, the things that the enemy wants to adopt in our lives, that makes us hard. So therefore, in a hurricane, we snap. God wants us to stay soft. It's quite easy, isn't it? Number five, maturity is a theme for this year. Maturity helps us to see the bigger picture which makes it easier to get rid of the stuff that we're tolerating in our lives. Yeah? That's great. I'm going to say that again because I really was blessed by that. You know, so I'm just speaking to myself here, right? So <laughs> maturity helps us to see the bigger picture, which makes it easier to get rid of the stuff that we're tolerating in our lives. And so where do we read about mature sons and daughters? We read that in Romans 8.19 where creation waits in eager expectation for the brackets mature sons of God to be revealed. So let's grow up. Let's grow up. What do kids do? They bicker. They argue. They take the, you know, the focus then is protecting self. You get offended. 
If you're getting offended, if you take offense, who are you defending? Self. If we've died to self and we're alive in Jesus, what's, what's self? Self is dead. So don't defend it. Do I get an amen to that? Yeah? Woo! That's freeing, isn't it? I'm getting free standing up here, I tell you. Okay, so maturity will give us the accountability to receive and carry provisions and to pass them on. Number six. A lot of the prophetic networks are saying we're in a battle, which is true this year. There's a lot of battles to be fought. But maturity will give us the bigger picture to know which battles to fight in 2023 because fighting all the time, aimlessly this year, beating the air, not landing your punches means it will wear you out. Choose your battles. And number seven, and this is a good one. It's the last one. As we go out to these broken situations, with the provision that we've got, what does it look like? Who's it for? We go out with that message of reconciliation because this is a year for uber reconciliation. And I don't know the lives you're leading, but actually we need, we are bringing, we are ambassadors of reconciliation. We know that. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 19 says, Therefore, is, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone. All right? Disentangle yourself from the old. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore, I mean, I've, I've ministered in the United Nations in New York, all right? That's another story, okay? It's an interesting story, Security Council, all that kind of stuff, right? We therefore, and there's a lot of ambassadors there, all right? A lot of ambassadors. Scripture says we are therefore Christ ambassadors, all of us. As though God were making his appeal through us. So therefore, as we go about our lives, we are going to carry the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation within families, with communities, within nations and cities. Knowing which battles to fight, but also carrying the message of reconciliation. That's not weak. That, well, I'm not saying... Everything, you know, this is not weak compromise or, yes, everything's fine. This is actually reconciling situations, being reconciled to God. Using this as our plumb line, which is why we need to read it. Okay, so seven points. I'll finish. Read a poem. Done. Seven points are Reformation continues in 2023. 2023 is the year number two, year of provision. What will it look like, this provision, and who is it for? Read Psalm 23 in the year 2023. There's a sermon in that. I'm not going to do it. Number four, flourish in the storm season like a palm tree. Psalm 92. Come on. Number five, maturity helps us to see the bigger picture. Number six, choose your battles. Number seven, this is the year of reconciliation. We are ambassadors of that. And actually, the last thing is, we just, because we are found in love, 1 Corinthians 14, follow the way of love. We find ourselves in love. 
I'm going to read out a poem which I wrote for this book called Woven in Love. All right? I don't normally write poems, but, <laughs> but this... Anyway, somebody asked me to write 100 words, so here we are. And then it'll be good to just hand over to Andy, and then happy to... If any of this thinks, actually, God, I want to cement this. You know, I want to, I want to just actually come to the front or whatever or stand or do anything just to kind of recognition the fact that actually God is speaking to me and actually I'm going to do some of this stuff. And today's a good day. So it's called Woven in Love. My child, you are lovingly suspended in my care and you will consistently come to, mo- to know my kindness. My name is like flowing oil. So this is taken from, Psalm, uh, from Song of Psalms 1, verse 3, Zephaniah 3, 17, and Colossians 2, 2, and 3. This is the poem. My name is like flowing oil throughout all the fabric of your life. Even the very molecules of your body I weave into my love. I wrap you in the comfort of heaven. Infuse my presence. Become the tuning fork of heaven as you allow my love symphony to sing over you. Become the trumpet of freedom because I am your strength, your song, your joy, and your salvation. Then, in your comings and goings, you cannot help but conquer the world, though it will be an incidental consequence of being found in my love, woven into the unending circle of the Trinity's love dance. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your time. And um, I'm going to hand back to Andy. Thank you very much.